Simple Life Together, Episode 22, Live Spam Filter and Simplicity for a Lifetime. Hi, and welcome to Simple Life Together, a podcast dedicated to leading a simpler life in the modern world. I'm Dan Hayes. And I'm Vanessa Hayes. Welcome back to Simple Life Together. On the last show, Dan talked about some great menu bar apps and Chrome extensions, and I talked about helping others edit and organize. On today's show, Dan is going to talk a bit about spam filters with a little twist, and I'll be talking about living a life of simplicity while thinking about the end of the journey. Well, once again, thanks for listening to us and letting us into your earbuds or your speakers. And if you're new to the show, welcome, and we hope you enjoy the show. We also wanted to take a moment to mention that we had a terrific Skype visit with Muhammad Tahami of Midway Simplicity not too long ago, and he posted that up on his website, midwaysimplicity.com. Of course, we have links to Tahami's site in the Simple Living blog section of our recommendations page on the website. Um, you can also go to simplelifetogether.com slash midway, and that will take you right to our Skype video. We had such a good time talking with Tahami, and if you like to see us in video action, check it check out. Check it out. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> hey, just a heads up, though. Vanessa's face, like half of her face is cut off in the video. <laughs> she doesn't normally look like that. But uh, it, it rendered uh, full screen when we were doing the interview. But you know how software is. For some reason, the Skype software kind of cut it off in the final render. But so, it's still good. It's a decent video. Got some good information. Half of you, babe, looks better than most of all of somebody else. <laughs> You're working. <laughs> good job. Good job. <laughs> okay, well, we're going to hop right into our topics today. So let's get started. Dan, you're up. All right. So, you know, I love my Gmail and <laughs> I have all of my email accounts. They're all set up and they all flow directly into my one Gmail account. And I've had Gmail uh, actually since it first came out. It was still in like by invitation only private beta way back in 2004. Oh, wow. I didn't know it was that long ago. Yeah. And it's done, in my opinion, nothing but get better and better and yeah. more powerful. They give you more space to work with and all that. But one of the best things about Gmail is it has an incredibly efficient spam filter. Mm -hmm. And it's very seldom that I get spam in my inbox because long before I check it, my spam filter has already done what it does best. You know, it kind of keeps all that junk out that I don't need to deal with in my inbox so I can focus my attention on the emails that are truly important to me, including the ones that, you know, every, all the listeners send. We get, right. we, we do get a lot, which we love, by the way. And so I don't have to like sift through my inbox every day to kind of determine what's important and what's not. Mm -hmm. I know that what's in my inbox is important. Now, occasionally I do go back and check my spam folder just to see if I, you know, something got filtered out that shouldn't have. And uh, I've only really had this happen a few times. And every time that it has, really none of the cases was catastrophic. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think y'all get emails that say, hey, I sent you an email. I didn't get it. And you go and it ended up in the spam filter. Right. But it's not like an everyday occurrence. It's, I mean, it's not even once a month, for me anyway. And it's just kind of a minor inconvenience. And, you know, more importantly, it doesn't inconvenience the sender too much. But it really never caused any issues that couldn't be resolved no. that, that I can remember. Right. No, same so, thing here. Yeah. I also go back and check my spam folder from time to time, not regularly, just once in a while, out of curiosity. Hmm. And it's kind of interesting to see the junk that goes in there. Oh, I know. It's crazy. And right now, at this instant, I have 3,576 junk emails oh, in my Gmail spam folder. And that's from less than 30 days ago because, you know, you can go in there and just like delete them all now. 
I, uh-huh. I do that occasionally too. So that's from in less than the last 30 days. Wow. But, you know, come to find out, apparently I'm missing out on all sorts of opportunities. What do you, what do you mean? Uh, loans that I, I should be getting, inheritances from afar, huh. you know, opportunities to help the Nigerian finance minister with oh. that country's accounts. Oh, I see where you're going. You know, countless <laughs> pharmaceuticals. You know, I mean, all these different pills and creams that some of them make my body parts bigger, others make them smaller, lots of diet stuff too. So, you know, it really is amazing all that I'm missing. And apparently I'm pretty irresistible to foreign women, you know? And, uh, you know, I am too, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and from lots of different, especially Russian women, for some reason, oh my gosh. there's a lot of Russian women that are interested in, in me for some, I don't know why, but I'm, just, and I'm also the ideal candidate for instant credit. Oh, Isn't yeah. that amazing? Oh boy. <laughs> and I went through and I added it up at prepping uh, for the show. Right. And on the first two pages alone, I have almost $450 of unclaimed Walmart gift cards. No way. Yep. Really? And I have so many offers for LASIK surgery, right? Uh, I'm starting to think that they're all listeners from last week's show who heard me talk about my story about petting Odyssey's tail, (laughs) a.k.a. the watering can, right? That's funny. Suffice it to say, I really appreciate all the hard work my Gmail spam folders do for me. It's just something... That's too easy to take for granted, but really saves me a lot of time and effort. Mm -hmm. So while you might be thinking that this topic is another tech topic and it's about Gmail or something else related to tech, the reality is, as I was checking my spam folder the other day, something hit me. As I scrolled down and I saw thousands and thousands of things that I didn't have to deal with anymore because my filters did it for me. And I realized that simplicity is the spam folder for my life. Mm, and that's good. I was thinking about it, and simplicity helps us deal with the physical manifestations of the spam emails that we all get. So if we let it, it helps us immediately discern what's important and what's not, what's in line with our life plan and what's not. Right, right. Things that are congruent with our faith and our morals and our goals and our aspirations and our dreams and our relationships. Right is all kind of filtered out and defined by the simplicity that we accept in our Mm. lives. And just as the spam filters protect us from following links that lead to like scams or malware or viruses and deception, you know, simplicity protects us in our everyday lives from the false promises of more and better, limited time offer and, but wait, there's more. There's more. All of those (laughs) things, you know, simplicity filters out so much of the negative so that we can concentrate on the positive. Because the reality is, we're so much more happier in a world where less is more, we love what we already have, and subtraction nets a greater sum than addition. Choices become easier and we don't have to triage how we spend our time because we've taken on too much. With simplicity, we can afford the finer things because we're not spending frivolously on the things that are just junk. Mm -hmm. And with simplicity, we have the latitude to channel our efforts our energy, our finances, and our time, and even our emotions on all that we've determined to be important to us in our life plan. Simplicity kind of acts as a lens and a filter, and it kind of hones in our focus. Mm -hmm. So if you're a regular listener, you're likely well on your way to simplifying your life. But if you're just getting started, I'd like to share a few lines from a reply to a very gracious note we received from a listener just the other day. And in the note, they mentioned that their lives were becoming incrementally simpler. And I think that's the perfect way to affect true life changes. 
And in reply, I mentioned my thoughts about that, and I wrote, I think making small incremental changes like you're doing is right on track. It seems like a lifetime ago, but back in the day when I used to jump out of planes for a living, we had a saying when we were inspecting parachutes for, um, and other riggings for, for airdrops. Slow is smooth, and smooth is fast. While the context certainly is different, I think the same guidance applies to any changes we make in our lives. Slow and steady wins the race. So if you think you'd like to simplify your life a bit, don't feel like you have to make changes overnight. Sure, take action. That's how things get done. But don't be overwhelmed by the amount of stuff that you own, the stacks of files, the digital clutter, and the lack of white space on your calendar. Mm -hmm. Take some time to visualize how you want your life to look. Make small, incremental changes, and be confident that slow and steady wins the race. Just keep plugging away. That's right. Make lots of little positive decisions and lots of little positive changes. And over time, and before you know it, simplicity will become a spam filter for your life too. And things will become so much easier. Trust Vanessa and me, you can do this. And it is so worth it. And we'd be happy to help out along the way. Of course, you can reach us through the comments or email us at dan at simplelifetogether.com or vanessa at simplelifetogether.com. And so that's my topic for the week. That is really, really cool. Yeah, it's funny how you get inspired by just a look in your spam folder. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's one thing you kind of sometimes you take things for granted, you know, like that spam filter. But then when you reflect back on it, you're like, oh, my goodness, it has saved me so much time. Yeah. Um, Imagine the thousands. uh, Imagine just the time I would have to take out of my life to go through those thousands of messages Mm -hmm. only to determine whether they were valid messages or not. Right. Now, th- thankfully, some of them are pretty obvious, but some of them you got to look at. And you're even better than me, too. Not just the spam filter, but th- you also have your other filters oh, yeah. for everything else that saves you a lot of time, which I don't have as many filters as you do, and I wish I did, and I just need to take the time to do it. But that really does save you time. And just like living a life of simplicity, it does save you time and effort. And sometimes you don't see, either you, you take it for granted or you don't see the, the results right up front, but over the long haul... It really can have an impact on your life. Sure and I know we've been preaching it and preaching it, but I live it. I experience it with my clients. I, and they reap the rewards of living a simpler life. And, of course, that's why we're here sharing it with you. And I think that's a really awesome way to kind of uh, correlate it to something, you know, and, yeah. or just kind of have you really think about it. Well, you know, I kind of think of the uh, simplicity as like an umbrella term. Yeah. And then... You have, I mean, because you have other filters in your life. Like if you have a budget for your family finances, Mm -hmm. that's a filter. You know, things have to go through that filter Mm -hmm. to say whether you can use them or not. Um, If you try to eat healthfully, then that's a filter. And it filters out what you let into your shopping cart and again into your home. To me, I think all these filters are absolutely necessary. And they're all under that simplicity umbrella. And don't you find it ironic, though, this just kind of came to mind, how in our former lives, let's just say, not that they, we were overly consuming things even previous to this newfound journey that we're on, but don't you think it ironic that I ne- we never really thought like, oh, if I can consume more, like I'll be more mindful of other things and this and that. But when you live simply or a life of simplicity, you are way more mindful of other things. Oh, yeah. And you do. You focus, you filter out so much more than you ever would when you lived a life of, because you really are like a robot. I mean, you're just, not a robot, but you are just a subject of, of whatever these ads and, 
you know, these, these marketers, they just, you just go with the flow. It's like you're not in control. Right. There's just so much that comes out of living a life of simplicity. And I think, again, it's just another way to put it into perspective. Yeah. I think um, in all of those things, it really does help to be mindful is kind of a buzzword these it days. Is. But it, it makes really sense. It does. I mean, when you take some time to think about things. Mindful, deliberate, on purpose, all that stuff, yep. it makes sense. And and I, I can tell you, honestly, I wasn't living that way until we started really focusing on our life yeah. and how we really want to live it. <laughs> yeah. You know, so. Well, that's good stuff. And, and you know, the, the, the thing that I keep harping back to is that anybody can do this. Oh, yeah. Even if, you know, you feel like you're under a wave of clutter. I mean, if you're if you're like a hoarder or something mm-hmm. like that, uh, it can be done. Oh, it can. You know? You and I know gotta, that. And I know that it can. And I've worked with folks like that. Yeah. And actually, that's going to be a good lead well, into my topic. Well, good but, stuff. Um, but I like your advice. And, and again, I've said this numerous times on previous podcasts. It's, you know, it's a little bit at a time. And it really does. It just it takes time, a little bit of effort. But in the long run, it's going to be so worth it. Absolutely. Oh. Good stuff. All right. You're up, girl. Well, like I said, your topic is a perfect lead into mine. (laughs) Um, Originally, I planned on talking about paper and mail clutter. And then I thought about talking about like my favorite iPhone apps, (laughs) both of which I think are really worthy topics of discussion. So I'll definitely talk about them in the future. But I actually got inspired to talk about something different today. Recently, I've worked with a client who is managing the estate of a loved one that um, that she lost. And she loved this family member dearly. I mean, truly loved and admired her. It's been an emotional time just dealing with the loss, but making matters very difficult is that she's now having to manage the estate, and it's the estate of a hoarder. Hmm. If you've seen shows on television like Hoarders or, or Hoarding Buried Alive, you can see how challenging it can be to live with someone who suffers from hoarding. It's painful, it's frustrating, and it's heart-wrenching, especially when it's someone that you really, truly love. And it's just as frustrating, or even more so, after a person passes away. Because not only are you grieving the loss of a loved one, now you're faced with mounds of reminders of their life. Some good, and some bad. And you start to ask, why? What were they thinking? What were their intentions for all this stuff? Why do they hold on to all this junk? And why is all this really cool, valuable, and sentimental memorabilia stuffed under mounds of trash? Yeah, what's up with that? You know, it's... And the, but what happens is then the hard realizations start to set in. And here's where it gets tough. As you start to think, why do they shop and collect so much? Did this stuff make them happy? Were they truly happy? Did they really plan on living their life in and under all this clutter, sharing it with rodents and their feces? Oh gosh, was all this stuff a way to fill a void in their life? How did I not see it before? How could I not help them? Damn it, why didn't I help them? So all these negative effects, you know, these negative thoughts start flowing through your mind and you start to have regret and remorse or, and then even further frustration. And, and what happens is, is you're left with filtering all that stuff out, the physical and the mental clutter. And, and you have all those reminders and then you're spending hours, days, weeks, and often months trying to discern what to keep and what to let go of. And you're trying to put the pieces together to finalize wills or financial documents and what to sell, give away, or trash. And it can be very exhausting. But there is a silver lining here, a bright side, if you will. <laughs> One of the greatest things that comes out of dealing with a situation like this is that you put your own life in perspective. You start to analyze how you want the end of your life to be, not just for yourself, but for your loved ones. So what I thought I would do is share some of the 
reoccurring mistakes I've seen folks make that lead to difficult end of life experiences and offer some ideas to, to make it smoother. I guess. It's yeah. Kinda, yeah. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. We're always talking about begin with the end in mind, desired end state. Exactly. All of that. Exactly. And you're right on track. Yeah. That's exactly yeah, what we're talking you know, about. I, I would be willing to bet that nobody sets out, you know, whether they have a life plan or not, nobody starts out with a goal of, you know what? I think I'm going to be a hoarder. No, 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 not at all. You know, kind of like people don't start out and say, you know what? I'm thinking of taking up smoking. Right. You know, they (laughs) just, it it just doesn't happen. It doesn't happen, right. But it just, but it does just happen. Yeah, it does. And you know what? You know, regardless of if you've had to deal with the loss of a loved one or not, I think there's a lot you can learn on how you can deliberately live your life and potentially alleviate a lot of heartache and pain for your loved ones in the future. Okay, so you're going to give us some tips? Yes. And I've just got like four basic you know, ideas here I thought that I would just kind of tackle. The first thing, just like you said, Dan, is start with the end state. I know we foot stomp this practically every show, but it is so, so important. I see this as one of the major things missing when it comes to dealing with these types of situations. How do you want your life to look in the end? How do you envision your loved ones handling your estate and affairs? I'm sure most of you don't want to be an inconvenience, right? Yeah. And I know I don't want to be a burden or inconvenience to my loved ones, I personally envision the, you know, the executor of our wills and estate being able to access our most important information in one spot that answers as many questions as possible so there's not a lot of thinking to do on their end. You know, they're going to be overwhelmed with with the loss and managing the estate and all that stuff and, you know, dealing with courts and lawyers and whatever else. You know, you don't want them to be just inundated with with other decisions to make. So our wills outline our intentions with our things and our bodies. Um, All of our account information is one spot. And what I mean by this, and this is stuff that you can think about for yourself, is try to get that information in one spot, like your banking information, savings, investments, property, vehicles, insurance, other valuable property, etc. All those kind of important things, get those together in one spot. And then you may also want to consider any other important information like special notes or letters to loved ones that you want to pass on that may not necessarily need to be in a will, but you really want to just pass on some stuff to either your kids or other loved ones and friends. I mean, get that all in one spot. No one should have to sift through your entire house looking for that. I call it my one-stop shopping. (laughs) I always like one-stop shopping, and I think that's key. You know, and still thinking about the end state, I also don't want my home to be a burden when it comes to selling it. Um, Let me just tell you this, if two homes were identical, as far as having the exact same items and number of things in them, a home that is unorganized and cluttered is a heck of a lot more difficult to prep and sell than one that isn't, that is very organized, okay? So a loved one is going to have to invest a lot more time, energy, and money, like my client is, you know, has done, prepping it to sell. You know, is that a burden you want to pass on to a loved one? Yeah, probably not. Probably not, yeah. exactly. So just think about that. Think about one-stop shopping and thinking about the more simplified and uncluttered your home is, the easier it is for other people to have to deal with in the end. Makes sense. Perfect sense. Another thing, the second thing I want to talk about is evaluate your multiple streams of clutter. <laughs> yeah, not multiple streams of income, <laughs> That right? would be nice. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Oftentimes, we have too many streams of clutter flowing into our lives, but little to no streams flowing out. We have streams of clutter flowing in in the form of gifts, mail, flyers, schools, paperwork, holiday gifts, shopping excursions, <laughs> hobbies, oh, the hobbies, <laughs> yeah. awards, travels, hand-me-downs, freebies, and it goes on and on and on. There's all these ways that we get stuff, but rarely do we have streams flowing out. And there are a couple ways to navigate these streams. 
you can one, dam a couple of them up to stop the flow, <laughs> or two, create new backwards flowing streams to get clutter out. Okay, I don't know how to, I don't know if that makes sense or not, but it's, you got to stop the influx and start letting some stuff out, you know? And, and when I say damn things up, you know, dams can be in the form of budgets, like not allowing yourself to spend outside your means. I think you kind of alluded to some of yeah. that stuff. Um, limiting exposure to advertisements, like on the internet, like, like Facebook right now has just tons of advertisements out there and it's just driving me crazy. So I don't even want to go on Facebook anymore or limit your exposure to television or limiting yourself to random shopping trips. Don't just go shopping without a purpose, you know, so you can, you can put up these dams saying, I'm not going to shop unless I have to shop. You know, I'm not going to watch TV all the time mindlessly because then you're going to get exposed to all these advertisements and marketing. Right. And, and then you stuff. go out with intentions of getting something, you yeah. know, you say, exactly. I'm going for this and that's what I'm going to get. Now, how about let's create some new flowing streams, um, <laughs> like practicing the one in one out rule, like I've talked about before. If you allow things into your life, make sure you push stuff out so there's a, a, a flow of things going out of the home. Um, you know, your your outward flowing streams can also be clutter busting routines, like systematically editing your mail and paper clutter on a daily basis, or organizing different areas of your home on a monthly or quarterly basis. Doing maintenance of your home, you know, of even if you've already organized, but keep. If you have if you have the systematic routine of doing it quarterly or annually, you're going to be a little bit more mindful of right. things that you have, and you're going to let stuff out. But if you always are bringing stuff in, and you don't have a routine of any, letting anything go, it's just going to be those inward flows, those inward yeah. streams. I was very proud of myself the other day. What's that? As I was kind of looking at uh, some, you know, we, we get very few. Ma- Actually, the only magazine subscription that we get is you get Getting Organized magazine. And real and, simple right now. And real simple. And then we got a gift subscription to... Smithsonian. Smithsonian. Uh-huh. And, and we, we've opted out of a lot of, of catalogs and everything. So right. really, we haven't been getting a lot of catalogs. No. Um, but we had three catalogs, all from... Actually, two of them were from one company. One was from another one. They were all for me. Uh-huh. And they were tool catalogs, which is mm. kind of like... That's the same. DIY porn, you know? <laughs> So, you know, looking at all the tools and it's like, yeah. wow, that's cool. That's yeah. cool. And a couple of them are, uh, you know, were old. one was older. And then the second one that came from that same company was the replacement catalog. Uh-huh. You know, I don't know if it's every six months or a year later. And then there was the third catalog, which again, had more tools in it. And for me, sitting down, looking at those tools. But I got to thinking as I was looking at those, I was like, we just spent an entire day going through the garage. And we talked about that, I think, on the last show. Uh-huh. Getting rid of all of those things, all those tools. I have no intention of buying any more. Right. These things are out of here. Uh, that was awesome. I was relieved too because I know they've been sitting in there for months. And it wasn't a lot. You only had, yeah. you know, like you said, three or four. And it wasn't a lot. But I was so glad that you got rid of them. Now I'm evaluating getting rid of mine too. But let me point this out. That's another dam. You're stopping the inflow yep. by doing the, what's it, the, the direct mail um, and just unsubscribing from things. You're, yeah, you're we need to talk that about that in a, in a future show. Well, that's why earlier when I said yeah, that's I was going to talk about mail, managing right. your mail. So we will talk about in, that in the future. But that is another example of a dam to kind of stop that inflow and that stream of clutter coming in. Right. So that's a good point. I'm glad stop you brought that, that clutter, up. damn it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there should stop be a comma. That clutter, just damn it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, there should be a comma in there. Family yeah. show. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The third thing I want to talk about is establish clear boundaries for yourself. For instance, how many hobbies can you possibly have and truly enjoy? I see this time and time again where people have a need for a creative outlet, which I think is incredibly important. 
but sometimes they have too many. I can't tell you how many empty scrapbooks I've come across <laughs> or shelves of unused tools and supplies like sewing material in the homes of, of folks that I work with. Try to pick just a couple of hobbies at a time. And if you want to start a new one, have a system of evaluating what stays and what goes. It may be a hobby altogether. Like Dan has given up DIY, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> Until you need something fixed. Until I have like a little honeydew. <laughs> yeah. Can you do this yeah. for me, please? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's just like I gave up this idea that I was going to be this awesome sewer, you know. Um, I made a couple of really cool reversible aprons, and I did that for about a year, and that was it. I was done. I was good, yeah. <laughs> you know. But what I found that I do have a couple hobbies that I just truly enjoy and probably won't give up, and that's I like working out in the yard with plants and, and possibly gardening a little bit, and I love baking. You know, so those are, I pick those and I try not to go too much further out into that because I know that that clutter is just going to come in. If I try to be the scrapbooker, I like the idea of being a scrapbooker. So I go out and get these, all these materials, but the reality is I'm not going to make time for it. It's not really a priority in my life. Right. And so you just kind of need to be a little bit more mindful of that kind of, <laughs> of stuff and your tendencies to, to want to bring stuff in like that. Now, you can also establish boundaries physically, like actually enjoying the white space, like Dan was talking about, or the margin in your lives. Um, like you don't have to fill every wall and shelf with things. Just because you have an empty wall doesn't mean it has to be filled with things. All right. Unless that gives you comfort. And I guess there probably are people out there. I haven't come across that, believe it or not. Um, but I have not come across folks that truly love every single space in their house cluttered. They might say that, but when I dig deep, that's not the truth. Mm -hmm. They feel overwhelmed by it. So enjoy that, that white space. So, so have some boundaries saying, I don't need to have every space filled. Or maybe the not-so-physical space, like you don't have to fill your calendar with every single event in the world. You don't have to have every hour of every day filled with some type of activity. Enjoy the white space. <laughs> Leave space to just yeah. have time to breathe and relax. Or how about setting boundaries with gifts? We've started doing this with our families. You know, we tell them we'd much rather enjoy an experience rather than a thing, um, like maybe dinner out to a nice restaurant or going to a play or a sporting event or just playing cash is nice. <laughs> we'll take money too. <laughs> but, you know, you can just express your boundaries to your loved ones. It's okay. And if they don't understand, it's okay. Put it out there anyway. <laughs> That's me. I'm just going to put it out there anyway. This is... What I prefer, and they may still give you gifts because that's their thing. But that's going to give to charity water. There you go. That's right. Charity, give the charity water. water. You know, um, again, expounding on the boundaries too. <laughs> expanding on boundaries—that sounds kind of like an oxymoron, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Explore the space. Explore the space. <laughs> Need more cowbell. But talking about like gift giving, um, you know, I can't tell you how many homes I've been in where clients have closets and sometimes even rooms full of items intended to be given away as gifts. It's like it's an excuse or justification for buying you know, like post-holiday bargains and uh, all these other craft supplies or whatever it might be. But they have intentions of using it, but they've had it for years and years and years. As with any shopping, whether it be for gifts, clothes, or groceries, shop with a purpose. Don't get things just because it's a great deal or maybe you could use it someday or that you'll need it for your future hobby or that you might sell it for a crazy amount of money on eBay. Like this is such a great deal. Like you go to some of these like flea markets and stuff like, oh, I want to sell this. It's got to be worth something. So somebody is out there right now with a stonewashed denim jacket. I was going to say that. You knew it. Oh, yeah. Oh. That stonewashed jeans jacket from the 80s. It's got to be worth so, something. So just be very, just be more deliberate with your shopping. 
And the last thing we're going to talk about is establish defined homes for your things. This is really on the organizing bit. Um, like I said earlier, if you don't have homes for your items, um, you'll end up purchasing the same thing over and over again because you can't find them. Um, that's what I noticed time and time again with many of my clients. Because they can't find what they're looking for, they go out and buy it again. You can save loads of time and money if you create zones and homes for your things. Having to find homes for your things is also very beneficial when it comes to managing an estate. Even if you have a lot of stuff, if it's organized, it'll be much easier for your loved ones to know exactly what you have and that they'll be better equipped to make speedy decisions on what to do with things. I spent hours sorting through items that were scattered throughout my client's home recently. Um, it's just items that were scattered throughout the home and, and the rest of the property. Just when you thought you had all the pottery and dishes together in one spot, you'd find 10 more boxes in a wow. shed somewhere else, you know, yeah. or all the family photo albums. Then you'd find a random box or album in a, in a box of miscellaneous items. You would just find just different scraps of paper and just different things. And just when you thought you had it all, there's another can of worms, you know, right. kind of a thing. So... Too much time and effort will be wasted. And even worse, you risk the possibility of something valuable or sentimental being thrown away because your loved one just might get fed up and decide to toss it all, <laughs> you know? And I don't know if that's the, the best way to respect your life or some things that may have been passed down, heirlooms or whatever. That's just probably not the best thing to do. But so just kind of think about that kind of stuff, that that may be a possibility. Yeah. Well, sometimes, you know, I mean, as if losing a loved one isn't tough enough. It doesn't happen at convenient times. No. You know, it never right. does. I mean, and that's, I don't mean to sound crass, but some people just react. If they get all this stuff kind of just situationally dumped in their lap, mm -hmm. they got to deal with it. Right. They've got too much going on we're in their not mind gonna, anyway. We're, we're definitely not going to do that. Uh, I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> so those are just a few things to think about as you look ahead to your future and the future of your loved ones. None of us like to think about the end of life um, or the end of our lives, you know, because it can be a little bit sad. But just try to reframe your thinking about it. Think about how you can live your life now with a plan and with a purpose. No, you won't see the benefits immediately, but you will see them as you drift along on those uncluttered streams, leading a course for your loved ones to navigate easily on. And I don't know about you, but I'd much rather be remembered as someone who loved and cherished her life and loved ones, not just in the moment, but even in the end. Life should be celebrated not just at birth. It should also be celebrated in the middle and even more importantly, in the end. Good stuff. Wow. Good stuff. So I hope those tips are helpful for you. And as you kind of think about, if you're listening to this podcast, obviously you're interested in a life of simplicity. And and we're here to kind of share with you things that we've seen either professionally and personally on how it can be very beneficial to you. And I just thought in light of the recent experience I had with a client that it was something I want people to think about that it's not just about you, it's about others in the end too. Yeah. And that you can do things now to make it a lot easier and a lot more enjoyable. Yeah, so. and, and doing that really makes your whole life enjoyable and deliberate. Yeah, like I can, I mean, I can just feel comfortable knowing that I'm not going to cause undue stress yeah. upon a family member, you know, and yeah. that... Because I care about I care about my loved ones. I want them to have you know to deal with a transition easily, not yeah. just frustrated and and angry or anything like that. And so you know you can just think about that kind of stuff. I just it's again it's more food for thought for you and maybe another thing to go. Yep, another reason I should do this and live this life, right? Yep. Good stuff. <laughs> so, all right. Well, this is just a reminder that the edit and forget it challenge is still going strong over on the Facebook page. Just don't look at the ads. 
Yeah, they're not our ads. Sorry. Sorry. Well, it's never too late to join the challenge. It's going on all year. So head on over to simplelifetogether.com and sign up. So let's move on to the thing segment. Dan, Uh, you're up. I'm up first. Well, my thing this week, you're probably waiting for something tech since I didn't really talk. It wasn't really about actual (laughs) Gmail spam filters, but... But um, actually, my thing this week is my Saddleback Leather Wallet. Really? And there's a little tech twist. I'll get to that in a second. Oh, my gosh. Wait a minute, though. Before you go on, I just got a comment on my YouTube channel saying, I like your wallet. Where'd you get it? And it was the... Oh, you have the regular Saddleback Leather Wallet, right? Yeah. 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 The regular... Yeah. It's just a... It's kind of like a manly wallet for... Chica here, yeah. but it's just the bifold, right? Just yeah. The two, yeah. It's simple, but that's the one that was on the video and she liked it. It's so funny. Oh, cool. Anyway, how Send ironic. them to saddlebackleatherreviews.com. I think I will. And well, mine is not, is not even actually a wallet. It's actually a business card holder that I use as a wallet because it's thin. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I just, I can't stand the thick, big, thick wallet. I never understood the appeal of like sitting on a brick. Well, for you, it's beneficial because. Because I don't have a butt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of plumps it up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, guys. <laughs> they didn't need that. They didn't need it. You're right. They yep. did. I'm sorry. You, could, you <laughs> might edit that out, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll leave it in there. I got nothing to hide. Actually, literally, I have nothing to hide. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I never understood the big, thick wallet. I never understood the huge ring of keys oh, or the pocket full of change. Um, anyway, I digress, but my, my first switch away from my normal wallet was, do you remember it? Oh my gosh. A binder clip. A binder. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was boy. a big binder. Actually, it wasn't even a big binder clip. I'm embarrassed just thinking about it. I know. It, it, <laughs> it actually worked okay, but I admit it did look kind of cheap. I was just so tired of carrying around a wallet. It's and, like a poor man's version of a, what, a money clip or something? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We'll just get a silver plated or gold plated. Gold plated. Yeah. Chicks in New York pay top dollar for that. Thing. But um, uh, anyway, uh, all I carry in my wallet now are my driver's license, my government ID, uh, two credit cards. One of them is personal, one's business. My debit card, and about five of my business cards. Yeah. And all of the like the store cards, the you know the frequent buyer yeah. cards, reward cards, yeah, club cards, store club cards, and all that. I keep those on my iPhone. In an app called Cardstar. You did talk about tech. Look so, at that's you. What I told you. I told you I'd get to it. I'm sorry. So there it is. Um, that's, a, that's an <laughs> app that I use. Now, honestly, I haven't checked out the new, geez, what is it called? It's, uh, I think uh-huh. it's called Wallet or something like that. It's iPhone's uh, native app. So oh. I'm going to check that out and see how that works. Cool. But I think more and more things are going to go to just being taken, accepted digitally. And, I hope so. You, know, you, yeah. can, you can do boarding passes. Actually, we had somebody comment. Um, on one of our posts about how she used it was the life without a printer. Life without a printer. Yeah, right. she yep. does her boarding mm-hmm. passes on her phone and things like that. So, but in the meantime, I'm using I've been using the Cardstar app for about three years, mm-hmm. and my gosh, I used to get some crazy looks. Like, oh, I remember. Yeah, yeah even like here, even Sam's Club or Costco or something yeah. like what? Are, what is that? What is that? Yeah, but uh, but I think people are getting more and more used to it. And mm-hmm. if, hey, if they can't deal with it. Oh, well. It's oh, not well. like I really need anything that they have at their store. <laughs> there you <But> go. <laughs> on occasion, I do put a couple other little things in my wallet, like the little punch card for the yogurt store. Yeah. If uh, Sunshine gets uh, two stars every day. <laughs> and um, We're all rooting for her to get two stars because the whole family gets to go. Yeah, I don't need it. I don't need it, but... <laughs> oh, he's so disciplined. I'm, uh, I'm trying to be. It's yogurt. It's more. It's better for you, right? It's more better? It's got to be. 
Got it. <laughs> so, and on occasion, I we I do take the card that we got from the high school kids. Uh, oh, you know, yeah. That's kind of discount card that you buy for support their club or whatever. But that's it. No junk. Just the essentials. No, of course, there's no money in it because I'm married. But uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> Another joke grenade. Take about five seconds on that one. Oh, I got it. Wait a minute, you're making fun of me. (laughs) I do. You know, usually I just fold up a couple of bills and put them in there. But Uh uh, but that's it. I mean, that's kind of a crazy thing, but it's such an easy thing to carry around. That's cool. Thin little wallet now. I do love that, and I actually that's probably when I do talk about my favorite iPhone apps. It's going to be one of the the apps oh, yeah? probably something like that good so stuff. that All is right. good so what well, you got well my thing is okay so it's time to make fun of myself this time <laughs> okay so uh, in the last two weeks i visited two dermatologists you see i lived in the south and the southwest for most of my life i lived in places like california nevada let's see arizona um, texas florida south carolina north carolina saudi arabia cutter so a lot of warm places <laughs> and on um, beaches in the desert and just hot areas. So I've been exposed to a lot of sun, let's just say. Um, well, who knew bathing yourself in Crisco as a teenager just to look like a beautiful tan goddess would lead to a one-way ticket to annual skin cancer screenings? Wow. Because that's the boat I'm in right now. <laughs> did you really do that with Crisco? I did. I put vegetable oil on me when I was like a freshman in high school. So that's kind of like what we do to prepare a chicken or a turkey yeah, for you're, you're literally baking yourself. Yeah, you're baking yourself. It's okay. it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's stupid, naive, and just dumb. And you pay for it years and years later. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, that's what my dermatologist my dermatologist told me. He said, you know what? You've got a one way ticket to annual screen uh, skin cancer screening. So I'm like, gee, thanks, thanks, docs. I appreciate <laughs> that. But you know, he was incredibly sweet and professional and, and honest. And so. Then another doc pointed out to me how dry and damaged my skin was and that I suffer from premature aging, like skin aging. I'm like, <laughs> geez, thanks, doc number two. <laughs> um, you know, and although I don't mind all of my cute little freckles, um, apparently I need to be concerned, and I am. And I have been for a few years now because I've, um, this was really first brought to my attention, actually probably about four years ago back in Florida. And so, um, and as much as I didn't like hearing what the doc said, it did lead to positive action on my part. Sunscreen is now practically a daily regimen for me and my daughter who has gorgeous porcelain skin. It also sparked action to refocus on my diet. Um, I'm juicing every day and eating much cleaner. And boy, oh boy, do I feel so much better. I just <laughs> feel great. And my mom even asked me what makeup I was using and I told her none. <laughs> so, um, so she could definitely notice a difference in my skin. And so I guess my takeaway is this. Sometimes the truth hurts, but it can spark positive action. And it's just all about your attitude. So, um, but you know what I didn't mention and I want you to talk Are about Are you prepping too. me for something about sometimes something negative can spark something positive? Yeah. Or- yeah, Prepping yeah. me, you're tell me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, right. no, right. no, stop it. Um, but I wanted to mention, too, as part of this whole thing, was that it. Um, I was also inspired by a movie that Dan um, made me watch. Actually, he's like, hon, I know you're reading or working on something, but do you mind if I put this movie on? And I was like, no, it won't bother me. I, knew, I, I got I, sucked in. You sure did. I totally got sucked in. I knew in. you would. I was like, see, he does that to me. But the movie was called Hungry for Change, and it was very awesome and inspirational. Why don't you tell everybody about it real quick? Yeah, well, remember, um, I've, I've mentioned a lot of times how motivated I got from uh, Fat, Sick, and Nearly mm-hmm. Dead and how I watched it obsessively. So <laughs> yeah. de- definitely was not a minimalist when it came to right. watching that movie. This movie, one of the people that recommended it was Joe Cross, who's the one who made Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead. So 
I figured, okay, well, I'll watch it. And it's, it was for free on Netflix. And, um, you know, basically... Was it Netflix or Amazon? It was on Netflix. Oh, it was? Okay. Yeah, but um, it, it was just another one of those food movies that kind of breaks down, you know, what's really in your food and, you know, the things you got to look out for. And, you know, I've never been a healthy eater my whole life. Yeah. You know, I've been a I've been a meatarian and all that stuff, and I still am. I that's I eat a lot of meat, and I juice my vegetables, and I eat a little bit of vegetable stuff on the side. But I just thought it was a really good movie. It's along the lines of Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead. It's it does have some information about juicing in it, but it's just got a lot of raw food. You know, know all, just a bunch of different advice yeah. about the types of food that you that you should be eating. And, and I think just- more importantly, it, it it focuses on awareness of what's in foods nowadays yeah and that's it's really kind of eye-opening but what i really liked was that it shared all these personal stories of folks that have lost hundreds 200 pounds or more and it's just and then you see how much happier they look and how healthy they look and of course i know there's probably a little bit of camera makeup and you know and lighting on them and everything but they just look phenomenal and it was just kind of inspirational to kind of hear that stuff you know so it's a good movie i recommend checking it out and i guess the way that this thing applies is really is we Food is one of the ways we've been trying to simplify our lives with yep. a lot more simple foods and, and you know, foods where you know the ingredient because it's the name of the food. Our friend John Buchanan mentioned that too on, on <laughs> his he? podcast. You know, what's the main ingredient, what's the ingredient of chicken? Chicken. You know? <laughs> That's right. What's, yeah, I remember that, yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, so, and I thought that was funny. And John, John's hilarious. He's over at uh, letsreversalbcd.com. Yeah. But, but, you know, it's one of the things that we're trying to do to simplify our lives uh, is simplify our food. That's right. And um, I got a long way to go personally, but I'm working at it. That's so good got stuff. that going for me. So that's my thing. All righty. So I guess we'll uh, head on into the feedback segment. And we've got some great, you know, we say this every week, all right? Every, we, we say every week on the podcast. On podcast, every, every day, day we, we say it. To We're each just other. blown away sometimes. <laughs> um, I've wrote, I, matter of fact, I posted that out on the edit and forget it page. I saw that. And, um, you know, just really I get blown away by, by the things that people, the comments that people send to us. And the progress that they're making. Mm-hmm. And they and the, they let us be a part of that. Yeah, it's pretty, you know? yeah. It's so, amazing. Anyway, you guys have been great about leaving iTunes ratings and reviews. And um, and we hope you keep it up. And we're gonna, just going to go through a few of them that we got this week. And Kiki Lab wrote, Simply the best. This podcast is a go-to must for me. Dan and Vanessa share valuable everyday information that will help to simplify and organize your life. Dan's tech-savvy wisdom is innovative, up-to-date, and right-on. Vanessa's organizational expertise is transformative, streamlined, and efficient. Together, they bring their individual insights and combine them with their practical lifestyle to bring you a podcast full of beneficial information that will help you simplify your own life and become healthier and happier in the process. Thanks, Dan and Vanessa. And we also... It's awesome, isn't it? It is. I love it. (laughs) And we got one from Canada, too, from Anameme. Uh, who wrote, great podcast. Absolutely love it. I'm up to the ninth episode so far, and I just can't get enough of it. Isn't that cool? She's uh-huh. got, she, or he or she, I'm not sure which, but they're less than halfway through the our, our podcast library. That's awesome. Already likes it. So informative and fun to listen to. I absolutely recommend it to anyone who is hungry for ways to simplify their lives in all aspects. Definitely looking forward to hearing some more of whatever it is Dan and Vanessa Hayes <laughs> so generously decide to share with us. Long life to simple life together. Aww, that is cool. That's Thank really you. cool. We also got an email from Karen who wrote that she's been enjoying the show and especially the Evernote episodes, episodes 17 and 18. 
I won't go too deep into what Karen wrote, but she's using Evernote shared notebooks. So she and her sister can share some information to help out their mom. Yeah. And Evernote is great for sharing. And we, and I talked about that a lot in the episode and it sounds like Karen found an awesome use case for shared notebooks that actually I think you and I ought to look at because our situations are very similar. Yeah. She also said she hopes we do a follow-up episode in a few months with more ideas for using Evernote. Right. So we, we created another Evernote addict, didn't we? We sure did. <laughs> we sure did. You know, she went on, too, to say that um, one other thing was that she bought the Belkin 3-outlet surge protector with the USB outlets, cool. the one that we mentioned a few episodes That's right. ago. Uh-huh. She wrote, Deal. I went to Amazon and saw that Belkin had a new model for $29, so last year's model was only a few bucks. I got two and gave one to a friend I stayed with on my trip. What a great gift. Well, that is a great gift. We'll we'll put another link to that in the show notes. And thank you so much for the feedback, Karen. And I felt terrible because I was late replying to her email, or I felt like I was late. It was like five days. I usually try to reply quicker than that. But But you know, she has a good point there, too, on how you can um, get the uh, cheaper later, you know, earlier model for much cheaper. So save a little bit of uh, ducats there in the end. There you go. Thanks, Karen. There you go. (laughs) Okay, so that's it for episode 22 of Simple Life Together. Today, Dan talked about how simplicity can be a spam filter for your life, and I talked about simplicity with the end of your journey in mind. And Vanessa's thing was that sometimes the truth hurts, but can lead to positive action. And my thing was simplifying my wallet using a thinner one and my iPhone Cardstar app. And then together, we talked a little bit about the movie Hungry for Change, and you can check that out on Netflix. Don't forget to sign up for the Edit and Forget It Challenge to eliminate 2,013 things from your life in 2013. We've even had some folks already reach their numbers goal, but still striving to attain the true goal of living with fewer things. Yeah, my gosh. some amazing. Some folks are really knocking (laughs) it out of the park. So if you're not part of that, you can sign up on the website and then join us over on the Facebook page. And to make sure you don't miss an episode, the best thing to do is subscribe to the show. You can find us in iTunes, Stitcher, and lots of other podcast directories, or you just go to simplelifetogether.com slash RSS and subscribe there as well. Thanks again to all those who left such great reviews and ratings. If you get some value from the show and want to show us some loving, just head on over to simplelifetogether.com slash iTunes and write a couple of lines and hit a few stars and that's it. And remember, you can find all the links and info from today's show at simplelifetogether.com slash 022. Connect with us on Twitter. I'm at Get Simplified and Dan is at Daniel Hayes. We have links to our Twitter and Google Plus profiles on the website. We love to get your emails, notes, and voicemails, so be sure to leave comments below the show notes or a voicemail on the site. Feel free to plug your show or your site, and we'll talk about it on a future episode. Or just send us an email. We'd love to hear from you. So until next time, we hope you enjoy your... Simple Life Together. Simple Life Together.